Falcon of USA Today covers college football. Obviously for LSU being basically a semi-home game for them. The fact they hadn't won a national title in 12 years and just the kind of aura around this team. It was just kind of like everything was building up to a, a great performance. And Lawrence had opportunities and missed throws. Joe Burrow was very accurate when he had his opportunities. And LSU was able to walk off with a 15-0 season. I've been hesitant to give Jordan Clarkson all of the credit for the bench's resurgence, but Jordan Clarkson was awesome in the second half. He's certainly very important to what he, the Jazz are doing. He was kind of filling the role of Donovan Mitchell. He and Moutier. Moutier was great. 14-5-5, five and five, and I know this is a number that you watch, Gordon, zero turnovers. Yeah, and that's the exact opposite of what you saw early in the season. He's playing really, really he well. He's got his ears open. He's doing exactly what he wanted to accomplish by coming here, and you know what? He is going to make a lot of money because of the way this is happening. From Sports Illustrated, our friend Chris Maddox. I saw you tweeting about Joe Ingles. Will you talk about how he's playing right now, especially since moving into the starting lineup? He's been great. He's so reliable as a playmaker, and that's something that with Conley out of the lineup, this team so desperately needs. Whether it's in transition, making the right pass, or just keeping the ball moving and getting that hockey assist, you can always rely on him to be that guy. Just the way this lineup shakes out, if you don't have that type of player, your offense is really going to stagnate. You're not going to be put up the type of numbers they've been putting up, so he's become an invaluable part of this team's lineup, even more so with the point guard situation like it is. Legitimately, do the Titans have a chance to beat the Ravens? They don't. Austin, even you. What would you bet me? <laughs> Incriminating audio? On that game? I'll do it. Okay. Straight up? Titans win. Straight, Straight up. up. No spread? Oh, I oh. admire Austin's confidence here. I- Idiot. I mean, uh, confidence? The Tennessee Titans upsetting the number one seed decisively. It was a smart bet on my part, but... You really deserve this incriminating audio. You were right, and I was wrong. Parking stall lines are merely suggestions. I can die happy. Can you live with yep. that? Okay. The Jazz beat the Nets. Tenth consecutive victory. Joe Ingles tied his career high with 27 points. The sixth time he scored 27 points in his career. And by the way, he hit 27 with about five minutes to go. Come on, last Joe. Night's break game. the record. <laughs> so he was exquisite last night. He was on fire. Six of eight from that three. That was a thing of beauty. The Jazz had eight turnovers in that game, it's all. When the Jazz hit 50% of their shots and eight turnovers... That you can live with. That is beautiful basketball. And they think they can get better, and I agree with them. Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened-to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Everybody's Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Welcome in. It is The Big Show. I'm Gordon Monson, David James, sitting in for the vacationing Jake Scott. Austin Horton back in the studio producing this thing. DJ, welcome aboard, man. Good to be aboard. I'm ready. I plan poorly, but it doesn't matter. It's not going to affect my out- outlook. <laughs> I was offered the chance 
to fill in on Thursday or Friday. And I did not check. And I did say, you know, I'll fill in on Friday as long as there isn't a remote in Ogden. (laughs) Well, there's not. Jake took me literally. Well, it's not in Ogden, so don't tell him. So PK ends up filling in on Thursday, doing a two-hour show. Mm -hmm. 12 minutes from home. (laughs) Yeah, but we're in Orem, baby. We're at the warehouse here. Yep. Sitting on these comfortable. I mean, this, this you can't get better this accommodation. Is, seriously, this is the comfiest remote of all time. <laughs> and this is my third warehouse remote. I've been in the Salt Lake location a couple times, but we were in just the typical folding chairs. So Tom's going to blow your mind today. Plush Corinthian leather. <laughs> you gotta love it. Thanks for yeah. sitting in. Eighty-six East University Parkway. We got jazz gear. We got. The gold T-shirts, we got the red T-shirts, we got the black T-shirts, we got the uh, the uh, stocking caps. You know, pop on in the cold weather because it was uh, it was Minnesota from about uh, six a.m. to nine a.m. this morning. We were in North Dakota for a couple hours. It's and you got those desk thingamabobs, whatever they are. Right. No one really knows what those are. Those are cool. Everybody wants them. It's got the musical note thingy and. Uh, yeah. Combination paperweight uh, conversation topper starter there. Yeah. So uh, come on by and see us. DJ, uh, you heard the sounds of the week there put together by Austin. And done quite well, I might add. Good work, Austin. That was quality. And good call on Tennessee. Yeah, come on. They're doing it again this weekend, right? Uh, You know, you can't rule it out. Um, am I supposed to read the liner now, or am I supposed yeah, to talk yeah. about the Titans? Yeah, you Because I want to talk liner. about the Titans. Read the liner. And then uh, you know, we're brought to you. Because I don't want to hear about the Titans. Brought to you in part by Mountain America. Get 0% interest on all purchases through May of 2020 with a new Mountain America credit card. For details, visit macu.com or call 1-800-748-4302. All right. To my Have point about it. the Titans. Hold yeah. on. Uh, they started 2-4. and four. Mariota quarterback, they make the switch. They're seven and three now. The two playoff wins—that's nine out of twelve, and they have got a big time running back. Yeah. If they have to play from behind against Kansas City, it's hard because it's so hard to stop the Chiefs from scoring. Right. Right. They can go out and score like they did last week on seven straight possessions, and you can't play against the best team in the league. And you can't play catch up against that. But if you give the Titans the lead, and they start pounding away with Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. listen. Nobody wants to tackle him. Tackling him is like taking a charge on Carl Malone. Like, well, I'll do it if I have to, Coach, but I really don't want to. <laughs> well, see, I learned my lesson the hard way because the incriminating audio bet that Austin mm-hmm. I, that you just heard about. And uh, so I'm not going to sell the Titans short at all. I've learned my lesson, and so I'll move forward from here. By the way, uh, we have Howard Beck of the Bleacher Report. He'll join us for the NBA Daily Assistant Four and Ron Boone. Wait a minute. No. MJB again? You know, Booner's a hard get on radio. I asked him probably a year ago, and he's like, David. You know how how there's like not an ounce of stress in his voice, right? His resting pulse is like 18. (laughs) And he could beat you. He could beat you you up uh, at that pulse rate. David. I'm retired. <laughs> That's like, funny. You're not. You're doing 82 games a year. It's like, from talk radio, David. MJB really took it out of me. <laughs> we did that show together for uh, a long time. Those were good good memories. Anyway, so we, Ron Boone at 5 o'clock. And in the meantime, uh, DJ, uh, we do something on Fridays on the big show. It's my list. I've heard. So we're going to get to that. Right now. 
And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. BJ and PK is really fun to listen to and easy on the ear, at least as far as I'm concerned. Everybody deserves vacation. Picture that, everybody. PK nude. I don't deserve vacation. I hate PK. Austin's the least gifted producer I've ever had. Wow. That was aggressive. That was all taken out of context. All of it? <laughs> Even the part about PK Newt? Because that was the worst part of the whole thing right there. Picture that in your mind. No, right. I've worked with him for 18 years. I haven't pictured that. Let's keep that streak going. <laughs> all right, let's start with the Jazz. Everyone's been talking about that all day. DJ, you talked about it this morning, I'm sure. The Jazz lose to the Pelicans in overtime, having their 10-game win streak snapped. In a game that was entertaining. Entertaining, wonderful, interesting, and stupid. There were some. There was some very poor decision making. If you're a glass half empty, glass half full person, it's easy to mourn the end of the winning streak. Now, Houston won 22 in a row in the regular season one year, and then went out to the Jazz in the first round. So I love basketball, and I'll watch regular season games and analyze them, and break them down until the cows come home. But Houston won 22 in a row and went out in the first round. So let's not oversell the importance. Okay, anything can happen. Having said that, I thought the best part, if you want to go glass half full, Mm -hmm. the glass half empty is easy, right? Gobert, if he'd made the two free throws, they win the game. Maybe if Joe makes two instead of one of two right before that, maybe they win the game. If Donovan doesn't turn the ball over at the end of the third quarter, I mean, you can pick a bunch of plays in an OT game and say, well, Donovan doesn't miss that one shot near the end when he's hot as can be. If the Jazz had mixed in a stop or two yes. in the fourth quarter or overtime, they might have uh, won the game. Yeah. I, New Orleans just kept scoring every trip. So there's a lot of things that obviously for the half-empty part. But the half-full part for all the things that went wrong, the Jazz were still right there on the road against a team that's now won 9 out of 12, against the team that they beat 10 days earlier in a controversial finish that had the other team focused and motivated in a way that doesn't usually happen in the regular season because the games come too fast. And I think it affected the refereeing as well, but that's, we'll get but, to that Yeah, later. possibly, possibly. I, I just think uh, the bench was the single biggest problem. It's largely fixed. I do think we're going to see a team that doesn't have a lot of weaknesses the one that teams are going at, and it's going to get worse, not better, because other teams are going to focus and accentuate it even more, they are going to attack Tony Bradley. Mm -hmm. And is Bradley going to get better? Are they going to find a way to hide him or help him? Or before the deadline, are they going to acquire another guy? You know, but it is just really clear. Locke brought this up. Um, The uh, Scott Brooks, the Wizards coach, afterwards was asked, what went wrong? He says, we didn't do a good enough job of attacking Bradley. We needed to win by a really big margin while Bradley was on the floor. Huge compliment for Gobert. Huge compliment for Gobert. You know, and Tony might end up feeling a little beat up and take this a little personally, but 29 NBA coaches don't care. They're going to go at him, and they're going to go at the rim the second he goes in the game. He's a rookie. He's not going to get the benefit of the doubt. He is going to foul guys and send guys to the line. If he calls, they're going to go against him, and everybody better get ready for it, Tony included, because it's not changing. Let's look at two things. Uh, well, well, we'll go bit by bit with this game because there's a lot to talk about with it. Start with Donovan Mitchell and Brandon Ingram. 
That was cool. Those were two guys. The Jazz cannot, could not stop Brandon Ingram, could not stop him. And you can say that the refs might have been helping Ingram along the way, but that was something special to see a guy score 49 points and the other 46. I mean, that... That was those. Both of those guys are all stars in my in my opinion. So PK brought this up this morning. Uh, at the end of the game, Donovan Mitchell did not get the ball in key position cause, possession because he was face guarded. If you remember, he was out near the circle in mid court, and I'm blanking on who the defender was, but whoever it was, it might have been Frank Jackson, the the uh, lone peak kid. Yeah. Um, but whoever it was, they were face guarded him, fully committed. Like Joe Ingles, you go play four and four. And normally that's an advantage, and we wouldn't let you do that. But Donovan's so hot, you go play four and four because he's not getting the ball no matter what. The Jazz never went after Ingram with that same level of determination. Can you trap him and get the ball out of his hands? Can you face guard him and deny him? He was on fire. And you're right, from a fan's point, I, I loved watching it because I watched the NBA to see the best and to see the best of the best. And two guys who are among the top 20 scorers in the league both had enormous nights at the same time. It's very entertaining. But from the competitive standpoint, man, Rick Majerus drilled this into all of us. Don't let the other team's best player beat you. If their worst player beats you, then that's the way it goes. But you take away option one and you take away option two. Make option four and five beat you. Well, you saw at times when Ingram was driving, you would see Rudy Gobert step up to try to stop Mm -hmm. him. But then Derek Favors is left wide open. And Ingram, I'm impressed by this kid, man. He was feeding the ball to Favors and Favors was dunking. The Jazz... Uh, 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 This is something everybody saw. But as they move toward the postseason, it's something they're going to have to solve when these superstar players are capable uh, of of beating their best defense. And, uh, you know, people talk about Royce O'Neal as though he's some kind of stopper. He couldn't stop Brandon Ingram last night. And maybe that's an impossible task to ask of him. Well, I don't freak out too much. First off, I totally agree with you about the whole playoff thing. There's going to be more of this, and the best players will exert. It always happens, right? They will, they, they well, will Rudy can't cover well, everybody. And he can't, he can't cover everybody, especially on the three-point line, right? And so, the, But you always hear Quinn, if you listen to him before the game and after the game, and he will talk about he's, he's moved his pickup point. Yeah, when he's moved, what he's done is put him under pressure 35, 40, 45 feet from the hoop. Don't let him get 17 feet from the hoop because at that point, Ingram's 6'8". He's long, he's athletic. He's going to rise up right over you, create contact if possible, and get to the free throw line and hit shots right in your face. So you've got to go get him earlier. Um, and I do think, and this is why I've never been able to pick the Jazz better than third in the West because what you say, when Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James decide to bring the A game in the biggest moments – are the Jazz equipped to beat that? I'll believe it when I see it. Well, it's I'd, I'd like because, to predict it, but I don't dare. Yeah, but people talk about the Jazz as being a really good defensive club, and they are when Rudy Gobert's on the floor. But their wing defense, I don't think, is that great. And people talk about Royce O'Neal as though he's some great stopper. I, I, I'm not buying that. Well, they, they, they need to do something to stop these great players from burning. Brandon Ingram, when, when that club needed points at the end of that game, he was going berserk, and the Jazz were, were pretty much helpless to stop it. I believe in the NBA you've got to defend as a team because, number one, there really aren't people who can get in front of the world's best scorers and stop them. Yeah. And number two, if there are, if that actually starts to happen, they just put you in a pick and roll instead of pick 
and, and knock you off and get the guy open that way. So you're going to have to deal with an elite score, getting a little bit of space, and you're going to have to deal with them as a team and a group and be able to double or to rotate because they will pick you. And if, if the first pick doesn't get you, then they will start setting double picks, and they will just – I mean, they'll make it impossible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, So you're going to have to figure out as a group – how to deal with that, because you're about to see it in the Western Conference playoffs. And so from that standpoint, last night's loss may actually help the Jazz. How is that, Mr. Silver Lining? Because they may actually learn and be more motivated uh, to do everything you just talked about. Yeah, okay. Yeah. As far as you're winning, you're winning 10 games in a row, you're feeling good about yourself, your confidence is high, yeah. and you go out and you can't stop a team. And By the way, the Pelicans are good. I mean, like you said, they've won 9 of 12. When they get Williamson back and they get uh, Drew Holiday, if those guys mix in properly – that team, that team is going to be something to be dealt with. But it was like a mini playoff game. It was kind of cool from that standpoint, and that's why it was so interesting to see how the Jazz responded. You saw Donovan Mitchell play the way he did, uh, and then you saw Rudy Gobert in a situation he's not accustomed to. He could win the game with two free throws, and he makes one. I think that um, I think to your point that you know the message to these guys who were clearly still irritated when they got injured out of the game. You know now Quinn can say, "Hey, if we're going to win this game, the number one thing is let's not put ourselves in a position where there's a possession that can beat us, a bad call that can go against us. Look at all the things we need to clean up right. earlier in the game because mm-hmm. the bar is going to get higher." We can talk about this with Howard Beck. I was saying, it's easy to sit here talking to jazz fans and wanting to be popular, watch Talking Sports Saturday and Sunday at 1035, <laughs> and talk about, well, the jazz really are better than their record because they've made these changes. And that's all true. But if you're going to say it about the jazz, well, let's say it about the rest of the Western Conference, okay? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking Oklahoma City and New Orleans are two teams that jump out at me as, if you look at the record, they don't look that good. But if you look at what they've done the last month, You've got to say that they're making the kind of moves the Jazz are making. They made off-season moves. They have young guys who are getting better. They have a team that's got to be allowed some time to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And their play the last 20 games has been way better than their play the first 20 games. Now, the Jazz didn't dig as big a hole as those two teams. And so they're better than them in the standings. But I think you've got to look at the Thunder and Pelicans and, like, if you've got to play them in the second half of the season, good luck yeah. with that. Yeah. They're going to they're push you. You may beat them, but they'll push you. Yeah, I agree with that. And so it's useful, a game like that, even, even in uh, defeat. Uh, okay, well, on this show and probably on your show too, DJ, I don't like uh, concentrating too much on the referees. Uh, they make mistakes. They screw things up sometimes. But it's, they're asked to do an impossible job. Last night, the refs were pretty bad. And uh, the call against Gobert, his six, supposedly fouling Ingram as he was going to the basket. Uh, it was challenged by Quinn Snyder. It was reviewed. And uh, the, the, it was confirmed. But that call was wrong. I mean, I didn't see contact there, any kind of noticeable contact at all. That was a bad call. And there were a bunch of others. And then the call on Jackson Hayes on the inbounds pass to Gobert with uh, 0.2 seconds left. Uh, it, uh, I don't know about that one either. But I got the feeling as the Pelicans were possessing the ball down the stretch time after time, it sure seemed to me like the refs were doing everything they could to uh, not get in the way of a Pelicans defeat, uh, of a Pelicans victory. Am I overreacting? Yes. It's a really hard sport to referee. <laughs> have you ever refereed a basketball game? Yeah. At any level? Yes. I have too. 
it was a scrimmage. It was a girls' high school team when I was in high school. <laughs> okay. And I can tell you, after, and I was playing on the boys' team. And in those days, girls was a spring sport because they didn't have gym space yet. They hadn't built thing, right? And so, and so I, okay, you're out of season. Come referee this thing, right? And it's a coach. What are you going to say? Yes, I will be there to referee this thing. I never want to do that again. <laughs> Everything gets second-guessed. Even when I was right, people were hollering at me. No one ever goes into that. Do you know how many times we yell at referees and then you see a replay? Oh, you're right. I knew a rule none of the players knew about walking out of bounds. It's like you have a pivot foot, and I called it. And I had people just screaming at me. Yeah, but you didn't have the benefit of a review. These guys reviewed that call. You're right. I, I, Rudy played that perfectly. I mean, I, he didn't reach. He so didn't I, have – there, there wasn't body and contact. my advice to Rudy would be refs are always going to blow foul calls. Don't pick up the fifth one. Why did you jump at Brandon Ingram? He yeah. was shooting a fadeaway jumper, which yeah. is a low percentage shot. True. Don't jump at him and commit the fifth foul. Then when the bad one comes, you're not out of the game. Refs, I'm telling you this, and I would bet I'm not gambling guy. I don't even want to bet bad audio like you do. But <laughs> if you offer me a bet, I don't want to are do it refs going to blow calls in the playoffs this year? I'll take yes. You take no, and I'll take all your money. They're going to miss stuff. It happens. They make – it's not only the uh, – 50 to 60 to 70 foul calls that there might be in a game. It's all the violations, and then it's all the stuff they don't, the no calls they don't call because if they blow the whistle all the time, let them play, and then people are cracking on the refs again. So they're going to make mistakes, and I tell Rudy, 100% Rudy, they're going to screw up in the playoffs. No matter how many rounds you play, every round will have stuff that's completely bleeped up. So don't get that fifth foul. I really like the point you made earlier that avoid some of the mistakes you made down the stretch so that it doesn't come down to one play, that it doesn't come down to one call. The Jazz had opportunities to stretch that lead. Remember when they were up, uh, one? I think it was 121 to 117? They had that. They yeah, had that game. And then yep. mistakes are made, and I, they lose it. If, if they wanted to, to cheat the Jazz and they were going to make sure New Orleans is going to win – don't blow the whistle in the last two-tenths of a second. I don't think there was any plan to screw the Jazz over. Maybe we could look at all the film, break it all down, and decide they got screwed over. Uh-huh. Sure, maybe. But you can swallow your whistle in the last two-tenths of a second away from the ball. The ball wasn't there yet. Refs ignore that stuff all the time. I was When I was watching it, I was stunned the Jazz got that call yeah. on the road. Yeah. I was stunned. And when they showed the replay, it was a foul. Let of the law... The rule book, it was a foul. I couldn't believe they called it. Are you one that thinks that uh, people say, hey, you don't blow the whistle in that situation with that much time on the clock? I know See, they don't. I, I don't like that kind of thinking because, to me, a foul is a foul. If it's a I, foul, you call it, I right? Would, I would prefer that. But I've been watching the NBA for decades now, and I know they call the game differently at the end of the game. Yeah. They did it when Stockton Malone were playing. I could go to a specific playoff game when John didn't get a call going to the bucket, and it cost him a series against Portland. It's just the way it is, and there's no use whining about it because you're beating your head against the wall. 20 years ago, DJ, you and I had a conversation in the morning show about the last final seconds of a game and whether teams should shoot jumpers or take it inside. And we had this conversation yes. back then that you're going to get fouled, and oftentimes you're not going to get the call. Right. So take the open shot. And in this case, the Jazz couldn't because there wasn't time for that because you said essentially right. tip it in. Mm-hmm. That was all they could do. But well, all right, we'll talk more about the Jazz. We'll talk about uh, – I want to get from DJ how convinced he is how good the Jazz are. And now their record is 28-13. and 13. 
what makes him most optimistic, what makes him pessimistic. We'll talk about DJ and PK's conversation with Kalani Sataki. We'll talk some Utah football, and we'll talk some cheating in sports. Coming up next on The Big Show, glad to be you're all listening. But right now we get to talk with Tom, DJ. Tom cannot talk yet. He has not put on the headphones. I'm alive. Tom is with us now. <laughs> He's alive. He's alive. <laughs> I drove home last night and listened to the radio broadcast, mm-hmm. and he says the Jazz better win by eight because if they win by eight, they're going to win by one because they're going <laughs> to get hammered by the refs because of the missed call yeah, the game before. Yeah. And when I went home and watched it over again, Wow. I completely disagree. I thought they got hammered. <laughs> but, you know, I'm a fan. But then why did they get the call with two-tenths of a second left? Because that was huge. That kept them alive. That was a lifeline. It was a foul. Well, I know, but they— It was a they, foul. But we watch close games all the time, and they don't call fouls at the end of games. We have to let the players decide it. The foul, the phantom foul where Rudy fouled out, that, was that a foul? No. No, I don't, no I, chance. No, I, I didn't think it was. No chance. Yeah. And— they went and replayed it and confirmed it? Yeah, that was the worst part of it. I thought they were going to let it stand. Yeah, we can't really tell. But they confirmed well, it. How could, that, could they not tell? I could tell. Well, you, he didn't even, touch him. Even he on the broadcast, Matt's leg. like, we don't have the angle to see if the elbow hits the elbow. Are they going to be able to overturn it? It doesn't look like he does, but we don't have the precise angle. Well, whether you think the Jazz got ripped off or not, we're at a place where you'll never get ripped off. There and it is. Man, look at Gordon Brand. He is smooth. All oh, right, I like Tom. That guy. Tom, hey, what are, you usually have deals at the warehouse. I have deals like you can't believe. And we have been talking a lot about adjustable beds. But if you have been waiting, 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 I had three truckloads and I now have nine beds. So that's 18 pieces left of the very best one. And I've got new information. I went and took some pictures. Come and see me. I've got for $2,999. Gordon, you know the base. It's the base that you've fell in love with and yeah. your sweet wife fell in love with the base is $3,900 per side the mattress that I'm going to give you I've got two choices I've got a hybrid with latex it's about a $2,800 mattress if it had another brand name on it it could be as much as $7,000 I'm going to give you the entire package two bases two mattresses $2,999 and then, real quick, I have a king setup with lots of features, head up, foot up. The latex mattress that's 2900 bucks a side, I'm going to do the entire package. It will not last through Monday. So if you've been waiting, this is the weekend to come. We're going to do it for Martin Luther King weekend, 19 19- 99. DJ, have you been on these adjustable beds? I, I have not. They are unbelievable. They're Unbelievable. Un- oh, man. Oh, changes your life. If you like spending time in... Oh, well, easy, easy. Say this. Oh. Gordon, easy. Th- there's an old Tom's story. Tom's going to want his money I back. don't care what you do in your <laughs> private life, but if you get a bed from me, I'm going to support you. <laughs> nice. Oh, like oh wow. Wow. And what's all this going to do? Tom, you've been sitting on that line for a while, haven't you? You've been waiting. <laughs> I've never used Dude, it on the radio. Do you have riders? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. He's sitting right there. <laughs> and name, name's the, Gordon. <laughs> what's what, what's the key? Uh, what's the key word that people need to keep in mind when they're saving them so much? It's got to be uh, DJ because yeah. DJ's joining us. Okay. So if you say Gordon or DJ, I'm going to give you twenty percent off every yellow ticket. The yellow ticket's the best price in Utah today, tomorrow, and Martin Luther King Day. 20% off the best price. And this is special right now. That just came off the top of your head. This is something special that you're giving I was going to do right it now. next break, but you asked. <laughs> okay. That a kid. All right. All right. There it is. Come Talk- on down. Have your mind blown. 86 East University, uh, right by the El Pollo Yoko. Is that, no, El Pollo Yoko? Loco? Yoko? Loco? Easy for me to say. Uh, I've been told this is the old Toys R Us building. It is. Some and people have lived Don't here forget also the Salt Lake store. We're going to honor everything we do here in Salt Lake, 1967 South, 300, 300 West. 300 West. Right, right there by the Costco and the Home Depot. People know Across it well. the street from Home Depot. There it is. All right, we'll get back to the list coming up next. Slow Mo Joe. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK. PK. For years, Joe was the math teacher. That's what people would go as the default thing to try to make fun of you as far as your production and the way you look. And then Dwayne Casey came out and said, oh, yeah, people say he's a bartender, but no, he's playing like an all-star. What's your favorite other occupation that you've been compared to? I don't mind the bartender, actually, because I think I'd actually be a really good bartender. My customers would enjoy I definitely wouldn't pour the right amount. I'd just freestyle and pour whatever they wanted. So I'd <laughs> probably get in trouble. I used to think, like, delivery driver thing was funny because I could actually picture myself driving like you door open and just throw some boxes of people's front doors <laughs> it would be kind of fun but I'm never going to do any of them so bad luck to everyone oh yeah catch jazz man Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9am on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network the big show the guy you hear laughing there that's dj sitting in for jake austin's funny he is he's a funny man i told him he should do stand-up but uh he doesn't he doesn't never want to do yeah, it that could be a different deal i, I kind of get why he's reluctant to do that we're at the warehouse down here in orm come see us we got jazz swag here we got all kinds of stuff but we're gonna give tickets jazz tickets away Coming up uh, in a minute, but uh, DJ, uh, what's the band of the day? Band of the day is Lizzo, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at Live Nation. Gordon, we're going to get you up to speed. You don't know about Lizzo. No, I don't. I don't have a lot in common with Lizzo. I have a little. Now, Lizzo is a 31-year-old black woman from Detroit and Houston, so look at me, Gordon. <laughs> so, look at me, Gordon. So what do you there's have some, in common with some her? things we don't have in common. You know what I have in common? She's, She's cool with the with the young folks. Oh, yeah. Big time. Are you cool with the young folks? Nope, not really. Nope, oh. not really. Well, then what do you have in common? A dream. <laughs> and this is why I think whether you're into Lizzo or not, and there's a little bit of uh, hip-hop, a little bit of R&B, a little bit of rap, and so depending on what you hear, she does, you know, uh, music is blurred these days right, anyway, right, right. and she definitely bounces around. Mm-hmm. But she's got a great story. She moved to Minneapolis, dreamed of making it big in music, lived out of her car for a year. Questions. How do you live out of your car in Minneapolis? I don't know the answer to that. I'm not that up to speed. Turn your heater on the whole night? Right. 
The point is, it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. And she's not someone, the, the, the stereotypical, st- okay, you're five, six and blonde, you're smoking hot, some producer writes stuff for you, you blow up, you quickly turn into um, the YouTube sensation, you get a social media account, at first your girl next door, and then you turn into some uh, provocative, you know, nightmare. I mean, it's... <laughs> Leave Britney this- alone! Right. Britney Spears is right there. But tell me Taylor Swift hasn't gone down that road just a little bit, okay? Wow, she, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, Christina Aguilera. I mean, we could go on and on, right? So Lizzo has a dream of making a big note. She's a little older, and if you see her, she is not the stereotypical model. She's been very out front about body shaming. She's heavy. She's big. And her dancers, and she really, you know, she knows dancers need a break, too, and there are dancers who are too tall and too heavy and, quote, unquote, shouldn't be dancing. Well, she thinks there are plenty of jobs for skinny dancers. So her dancers literally are called big girls, G-R-R-R-L-S. Oh, wow. She was on Saturday Night Live. That's as mainstream as you can get, Gordon. And she was on Eddie. Um, she, she cut an album in like 2016, and some of the music didn't become a hit until 2019. It was this whole delayed, finally went viral and took off. And so she's made it later than most music stars do, and she almost quit a couple times. And on Saturday Night Live, the best part of the whole thing, she sang two of her hits. And the best part was at the end of the second one, she, they, they take that wide shot, and you see the audience clapping, and the place is going nuts for her, right? Mm-hmm. She killed it. Mm-hmm. She's got a big voice. She's got a – she hits notes, and you're like, oh, wow. She, I mean, wow. And she lit up with a smile, and it was kind of like, I made it. Hmm. I did Saturday Night Live. I didn't choke. I could have, you know, coughed up a squirrel. <laughs> and, oh, I love it, you know. But, like, she hit every note. She brought the house down, and she had this smile on her face. And you just, it's like, the, it's like way we like underdogs in sports, you know. It wasn't easy for her, and she made it. It was cool. So you share that dream with her, huh? That's what we share. We share a dream. Other than that, I don't know. Uh, she references the Minnesota Vikings in one of her hits, you know, living in Minnesota for a year. All right, so, so we got a little sports I feel, thing going I feel, on too. I feel inspired. Yeah, now you can go home inspired. and talk talk Lizzo with your daughters, and they're going to look at you like, Dad, how do you know about Lizzo? And don't say DJ told me on the radio. Just go with the go more with the. You constantly underestimate pops. Don't be into the ageism here. Okay. Just enjoy the fact that I. I mean, don't give it up. Just right. say you heard say it from a DJ. Yeah, and I would say that to all yeah. our listeners. When you go home and your kids are surprised that you know Lizzo, <laughs> tell them why don't you go on YouTube and find the Saturday Night Live bits and watch her hit those notes and look at her face at the end and look at her how, like, I made it. And you, ha- on the and you have a stage. dream, too. Right. I'm on the, I did it. Yeah. I lived in my car in Minnesota, but I got there, and I'm 31, and I'm, I'm not going to be, you know, well, she might be now. She could be on the cover of any magazine now because she's got hits. Mm. You know, but on the way up, it wasn't easy for her. All right, uh, come on by, see us. We have jazz gear here, but if you co- if you come in with jazz gear on, we'll give you jazz tickets. We got jazz tickets to the Kings game uh, tomorrow night. We got yep. jazz tickets to what? Uh, Pacers? Pacers on Monday. Big game. That's a start. I think there's eight quality games between now and the All-Star break where they're playing playoff teams, teams that are 99.9% sure. Teams will only miss the playoffs if they have, you know, multiple injuries. Mm. And so if... I know this has been an awesome streak, and there's a little bit in your back of your mind. Are they really that good? Well, if they win some of these games, then they are. These are playoff teams. So let me ask you real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you convinced that the Jazz are real contenders? Contenders for what? For a championship. No. What do you think? 
What they don't have, what they don't have that I'd separate this is I see other elite stars who've already been there multiple times with multiple teams and know how to do it and are poised to do it again, and the Jazz don't have that. And I think the advantage goes to those teams, and I think they're going to have to beat two. Now, maybe they'll get a break and they'll have to beat one. Maybe the Clippers and Lakers will end up on the same side of the bracket. So what do you, but what, what, I think what, the Clippers and Lakers are coming out of the West. What, what? Ro- Rockets, Nuggets, Jazz are very good teams, uh-huh. but I do not think they're coming out of the West. When you talk like that and a Jazz fan wants to think optimistically, what series comes to mind immediately? Well, i got to see the matchups, well, but I uh, think the West is good no, enough. I'm, no, no, I'm just talking about in the past. In the Jazz Pass, when you made that comment. Oh, well, it's I George Jordan and the Bulls. I, no, I thought Olajuwon about. and the Rockets. No, I'm going all the way back to, what was it, 88? Oh, the Lakers. Ja- yeah, 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 that Lakers series. Right. Sooner or later, a team needs to break through. And initially this season, I thought this wouldn't be the year after we saw the way they played early on. But with the addition of Mike Conley, if it comes together well, this might be a year they could break through. And I'm not talking about a championship. But you got to knock on the door before you can actually do it. Well, so that's the next step for these guys. The next step for these guys is can you get to a conference final? If they win 55 games in the regular season and they are the two or three seed, because if they're four, they got to play the Lakers. Uh Right. right? But if they win 55 games and they're the two or three seed, they're still going to have to win two difficult series to get to a conference final. And if they do that, then Gobert and uh, Donovan Mitchell – and Joe Ingles, and on down the line, it's new ground. That's what, that's what you, once in a while, a team just explodes and gets there. But mostly you have to get there and fail, you know, but push up. You know, push up to another round, get a little deeper into the playoffs. Toronto did it. They won the title. But Toronto had their, you know, conference final losses along the way. Yeah. And then they added Kawhi, obviously, mm-hmm. so that's a little bit of a different animal. Uh, but that was how Stockton Malone did it. It took them a while to get to a conference final. And then I think the fourth time they were in the conference finals, they got to the NBA final. You know, so it, it usually takes a while. So that's my goal for them. And if you're a contender to get to the Western Conference final in a West Conference that looks this good, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's six really good teams now. And we'll, by the time we get into the year, we might be saying there's seven. Okay, so you described in, within the context of what you were just talking about there uh, uh, some pessimism for what the Jazz lack right now. What's the most optimistic thing you think of with this team? You mean how, at the end of the year, how optimistic can I be? What would make you optimistic? Well, I, I mean, I'm to win a championship? To, to, to be, fulfill I mean, their potential, I'm already opti- whatever that is. I'm I don't already, know what it is. I'm already optimistic because what I want out of them is be better than you were a year ago. And to me, an extra five wins in the regular season, that's meaningful. An extra round of the playoffs, that's meaningful. I think this team, as currently constituted, could accomplish either one or both of those goals. I can't guarantee you they will. They may come up short. You know, they and that'll be disappointing if they do because I think they got a pretty good chance of doing it. And every once in a while, a team outstrips our expectations and blows people away. And we'll go right to you and the Tennessee Titans because I know you want to talk about it. <laughs> Don't want to do it. But when the Titans were sitting there at 2-4, and four, literally no one in the NFL said, I'll bet we see them in the yeah. AFC title game. Yeah. And there they are, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so who's to say yeah. that there won't be something magical here and it outstrips my expectations, your expectations, Dennis Justin and Quinn's expectations. But right now, 
I think they're on a path where they might get to a conference final, and that would be really exciting if they do. It would be. And what you were just talking about there, that ceiling uh, that the Jazz fans can can kind of believe in right now or be surprised by, energizes them Mm -hmm. and makes them feel good about being fans of this club. And so because people, we really don't know how far this team can go, and it's kind of cool to to, to, to watch it unfold. There's a part of me, well, there's there's two things, and I know we got to go to break. One, I didn't think they should have traded for Conley a year ago. And Locke and PK will tell you I talked about him there. Yeah, I heard. Because I thought he was too injury prone, mm-hmm. and they owed him too much money, and two and a half seasons was too big a gamble. Now, they trade for him in the summer, and I got to say, go back and look at his stats from last year. He lasted through the whole season. My worries were unfounded. Mm-hmm. He was healthy. He scored 20 points a game. The team didn't win a lot, but they weren't built to win a right, lot. That's right. not where that franchise was at that mm-hmm. moment. And so, plus it now it's two years, not two and a half. And you could probably find a trade if you have to after a year. You know, so I don't think we know now. I, I'm surprised with the injury problems he's had and how many games he's missed. But they still have a chance to get him healthy and plug in a guy who's got 56 games worth of playoff experience. Right. And has won series before. Four play. playoff series in his career. Uh-huh. That could be really helpful getting to the goals I just talked about if it works out well from here. Right. It hasn't worked out to date, but I think everybody, Joe Ingles for sure, probably Mike Conley too, maybe a couple other players, they will look better later in the year than they did early in the year because they're good passers and they're playing with better players and better shooters. And this whole, and I know Joe will never, ever come on the air and say, yeah, some of my teammates earlier in the year sucked and it made me look bad. <laughs> I personally think there's some truth to that. Yeah. Joe will never, ever say it. But when they upgraded the bench, Joe no longer drove into the middle of the floor with three guys there. He doesn't score now because he doesn't want to force a shot against all his defenders. And he throw the ball out to a guy who missed a shot. And we're all looking, Joe's got no assists and Joe's not scoring any points. What's wrong with Joe? Nothing when you put him out there with a bunch of good shooters. Yeah. He changed his role. They acquire some guys. We haven't seen Conley with this new group. Maybe he'll look better the same way Joe did. All right. Uh, coming up at 4 o'clock, we'll, we'll have Howard Beck of the Bleacher Report. He'll join us for the NBA Daily Assist. And uh, at 5, Ron Boone will join us. We'll have MJB in the afternoon. <laughs> that kind of caffeine at 5 o'clock will keep we'll, you up all night. <laughs> we'll continue over the list coming up next. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. After Jordan Clarkson, blank will be the most impactful bench player in the final 41 games. My answer is actually Emmanuel Moutier. Okay. Emmanuel Moutier, especially in the playoffs when you've got the guard situation that the Jazz currently have and the situation that I think they're still going to have when the playoffs roll around and as the season goes on, Emmanuel Moutier gives you a safety valve, a sub that you can count on to score, a big body that can get in the way on defense, and so so far this season, he has proved that he is thinking team over self. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go, child! Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. This is the big show. We're at the warehouse in Orem. DJ sitting in for Jake Scott. Austin back at the studio. 
Real quick, I wanted to ask you, DJ, you, you like Lizzo. Listen to this. You like this. You're bouncing a little bit, Gordon. Yeah, Come yeah, on. I do, I do like bounce it. is a big hit. I do She like sang it. this on Saturday Night Live. You'd like it. Real quick, I wanted to get your impressions of uh, you and PK had Kalani Sataki on the mm-hmm. show yesterday morning. What were your impressions of that conversation? We played uh, parts of it yesterday during the big show. What do you What do you think overall? He is not having a good off season. He is tortured that they gave away at least three games they should have won. He has to fix it, and he knows it. It was weird that they were good enough to beat USC, good enough to beat Boise State, but not good enough to beat. They gave away fourth quarter leads on the road at Toledo, South Florida, and Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a 4-8 and eight team, a 6-6 six and six team, and a, what did Hawaii finish? Did they play 15 games? I think 10-5 and five team. Something like that. I think yeah. Hawaii finished 10-5, and five, mm-hmm. right? So I guess Hawaii is the most understandable of the three because they're a good team. But they had the ball. They had a running back averaging 10 yards carry. And on third and two, they threw a pass behind the line of scrimmage <laughs> to stop the clock incomplete. Mm. So, yeah, I think he's tortured by those three. And they, they've got to be better. They've got to be more consistent. You know they left wins on the table. It's not – the Utes, it's a different discussion because the Utes, I don't know they left wins on the table. It's that everybody's hopes got up, and then they got crushed when they played their best opponents. They ended up going 2-2 two and two against teams that were 8-5. and five. Right. And then they played a 12-win Oregon team, and they got dusted in the game that mattered the most. All right, we're at the warehouse. Come on by and get some jazz gear. Or if you have jazz gear on, you can come in, and we'll give you jazz tickets for free. That is a deal. Yeah. At half price. What other deals you got going on here, Tom? Gordon, I had a customer, their friends, they came in last night. They were at the home show last week, and they decided, we want an adjustable bed. And so the home show, there's about six vendors there. They're showing all kinds of adjustable beds because it is the most desirable thing for your house right now. Sleep is so important. You spend a third of your life in your bed, and if you get good sleep, you're more productive. You're more attentive. You do better when you go to school. You'll do better on your job, which means you'll make more money. <laughs> yeah? So they were there, and the best deal they found on an adjustable bed that was an $8,000 package was $4,000 for a king. I just announced last break that we're going to do a little bit nicer mattress with about the same base for $19.99. I'm half price of the home show, half price price. That's a lot of prices. Yeah. But if you are in the market, this is the very best weekend because you know when I buy a deal, it's not infinite, it's finite. We have nine beds of the 875 base. And you know which one that is. It's the one with the lumbar, massage, USBs, AC plug for your computer, LED. It's got every feature, $29.99. The mattresses alone are like $2,900 per side. I've got two to choose from. Now, if you want a queen, DJ, I've got a queen head-up adjustable base with the mattress for $499. i have got the H75 Queen version with the latex mattress. We're talking a $5,800 package, $1,299. If you want the 575 which has basically everything except the lumbar, we're going to do it for 
nine for a queen. So this is the very best weekend. And if you've been procrastinating, do not because you're going to miss out. We're here in Orem. And don't forget, you can do the same deal in Salt Lake. In Salt Lake, 1967 South, 300 West, right across the street from Home Depot. And here in Orem, it's the old Toys R Us space, 86 East University Parkway, the warehouse. Boom. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. All right. Uh, DJ, I think you're about ready to buy a bed, aren't you? Uh, I was giving away jazz tickets over here. Uh, <laughs> what's your name? Janie walked in wearing a jazz T-shirt, didn't know we were giving away two tickets. Oh, now she's, but Janie, she's like a year or two short of driving. You're not 16 yet, are you, Janie? I didn't think so. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. How old are you? Nine. Nine. You're nine? You can call an Uber. So, <laughs> all right, so can you get someone to take you to the game? Because you get two tickets. Yeah. Yeah? You, Saturday night? Because Monday's a school night, right? Yeah, okay. You got no, but you will Tuesday morning, right? All right, well, there's uh, two tickets, Janie. You can go to the jazz game. All right? All right. You now go. you'll just now you're gonna have to pick your favorite relative because they're all gonna want the freebie. They're all gonna want to take you. We're gonna find out who you really like, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna find re- out there's a curse. You know, every time something good happens, something bad happens. Every time something bad happens, something good happens. Life's like that. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Turn have, the tables on your parents or something. Yeah. yeah. All right. Have fun, Janie. Come on by and pick up some jazz gear, some jazz tickets, or get a great deal on a bed and all kinds of other furniture here, DJ. I and when we come back at some point, I'm gonna have Tom. He said that you get more sleep, but I want him to explain to you why you get more sleep with these adjustable beds. Okay. I got Howard Beck coming up next. Uh, stay right where you are. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Big T, Thurl Bailey. Thurl, do you get along with the lemma? Okay. You know, I'm, I'm kind of a lemma's protector, so you, if you get ready to say something towards my boy, we oh. rethink. Of all the NBA broadcasts, that has to be the most well-dressed NBA pregame, tight. postgame. Yeah, we take pride in that. Me and the lemma, it's Booner. Uh, you know, Mike Smith getting in on the act as well. I noticed he left Locke out of that. Well, Locke, that's why you got a face for what you do, you know. <laughs> 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 really, when you think about it, it's all a big team, you guys included. Yeah. They know us. They listen to us all, and they watch us all. They want to keep up on everything, and so. Kudos to you guys as well. Well, I appreciate that. We just can't rock a suit like you guys, but uh, we'll do our best. That's why you're on radio, baby. That's why we're on radio. (laughs) Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.